All right. Hey, guys, Frank here with Tithely. Uh, we are live with you on Monday morning, and uh, it's great to be here. Hopefully, you guys had a great weekend uh, of celebrating uh, as a church, whether you're doing it online or I know some churches are starting to go back in person, uh, maybe in smaller groups or things like that. I know our church is evaluating that, but nonetheless, uh, it's great to be here. Uh, these shows have turned into a weekly show uh, versus daily because doing them daily is pretty tough, but um, we're getting some great guests talking about some great things, uh, all as it relates to doing church online uh, during the pandemic uh, and increasingly talking about how we're going back to church in physical gatherings and what that looks like. Uh, so uh, anyways, really excited about today's show. Uh, this morning, I am joined by Evan Alnut. Uh, Evan, it is great to have you today. Great to be here. And did I get the last name right? I, I did not ask you how to say that. I can't. I'm not going to correct you online right now. Uh, it's okay. We'll just say, like, we'll just say no. it's right, Frank. It's perfect. Okay. Beautiful. I no. I have no um, no pride. If I got it wrong, correct <laughs> me, and I'll get it better next time. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Evan, you are the lead pastor at Northgate Church in Canada. What part yeah. of Canada are you guys in? We're on Vancouver Island, way the sort of go west, and once you hit the ocean, take a ferry, and and uh, that's where we are. And you're there. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Actually, a little part of a little part of uh, Vancouver Island uh, goes goes below into crosses crosses the border, technically. OK, OK. So, uh, but I don't I don't live in that part. I'm in the middle of the island. Really? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, we have a we have a mutual friend, Matt, obviously, that lives out yeah. there and goes yeah. to goes to the church there and helps yeah. out with some of the tech stuff. Yeah. Um, so really what a cool. blessing. What a blessing he is. Yeah, Matt is Matt is awesome. Uh, yeah. We're, we're uh, very grateful to have him at Tithely. Yeah. Uh, and you happen to be the first guest not from the U.S. So, mm -hmm. I well, mean, today's a big Canada. We the North. <laughs> no, we get to hold – we get to – the Raptors get to hold on for one more year, I guess, eh? I, I mean, I don't know. I heard they're going to bring back – uh some version of the nba in like oh, florida yeah. or somewhere they've been, they've been talking that way for the nhl i haven't heard that for the nba but uh i mean if it if if toronto just gets to hold on to it and the, the year is done we're gonna call that that's a repeat that's a, yeah. that's a two championships right? dynasty dynasty, that's, dynasty. That's, right. Yeah. that's right um yeah so hockey are you a big hockey fan do you have to be when you're from Canada, or yeah, you sort of you sort of should be more than more than I am. Uh, okay. I, I've gone through seasons back and forth, I think. Um, but Ra Raptors have gotten me excited now. There's all it's kind of cool in Canada because some yeah. of those national organizations, like um, with, within baseball, within MLB, and then also uh, within the NBA, we've got one Canadian team, and yeah. so like all Canada can rally around this, like one team like toronto's nothing even close to where i live like it's right. it's it's a long long ways away from me and yet they're my team they're my local right. team so right i yeah. mean that it does create kind of a cool dynamic that the yeah. whole country is rooting for the same team whereas yeah, in yeah. in the u.s i mean we had the san diego chargers for a long time and uh you know i mean there was definitely a, a great you know, fan base and following, but you know, people will also love to surf and don't really pay attention to sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right here in San Diego, we had our own team and they didn't get the love they needed. So, anyways, moving off sports, uh, I'm yeah. sure people <laughs> don't want to uh, hear us chat about that all day, but we've got a ton of people watching live. Guys, thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, as always, we like to 
give away something on these shows. So uh, leave a comment, ask a question, tell us where you're listening from. Uh, we're going to give away a pair of Apple Air Apple AirPods. Uh, I think it's the new ones, the AirPod Pros, uh, to one lucky winner. So uh, the crew picks those out of the comments. So uh, the more you uh, are active and the more you're engaging with us, the more of uh, a chance you have to win those. Uh, and we just love engaging with you. So it's really just a way for us to say, hey, man, just come in. Uh, join us in the comments and uh, we'll try to interact. Um, so Evan, why don't you talk to us a little bit uh, about yourself, how you got into ministry, tell us about your church, uh, and then we'll get into kind of going online. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, so I'm from Canada, grew up in, in BC, okay. uh, and I, I didn't ever uh, plan on being in ministry. I had a call of ministry. A lot of people told me I should be in ministry since I was a teenager, and I was about the furthest thing from what I actually wanted for my life. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted weekends off and evenings off and Christmas off and, and you know, some of those things. But, uh, as time went on, just, it just became clear. Um, I, I, uh, actually as a volunteer, I was volunteering at a church drumming. Uh, and that's all I, that's all I was doing at the church. And then they called me out of that and said, we want you to be our, our youth pastor. And I was the biggest church on Vancouver Island at that point. I still okay. is. And so uh that was kind of crazy i felt like god was calling and and wanted me to do something there so we, we said yes i've been freshly married at that point okay. um, <clears throat> we stayed at that church for about five to six years uh had had two kids and then uh, moved up island now we live in a place called uh, courtney and um there we had our third kid and started leading a church we've been here about five years so um yeah we're we're you know it's funny because you you think you know what you what your life should look like mm -hmm. and what will make you happy and and all of that and it was when we started following uh god's plan for our life and like ending up here i always said i'm not going to be a lead pastor i'm gonna, and here i am leading a church and and never felt more you know like i'm closer to the call of god like i'm, yeah. I'm right where i'm supposed to be and happy to be there yeah, that's that's amazing. That yeah. is amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, tell us a little bit about the church where you're at now. I mean, you sound like you were you've been on staff at a couple, but you know, as lead pastor, what's the church and what's the I don't know the demographic and the size and those kind of things. Yeah, um, yeah. Our audience connect with kind of oh, they're like me, or you know, I'm headed that direction, or it's great. Yeah, to sure. Yeah. So I came into a church that was at the time 80 years old. Um, Wow, and yeah, so it had been around for a while, and yeah. um, and w one of the things that that was really cool about the church when I showed up is that there's a woman in the church who, uh, in my first weeks, we celebrated her 90th birthday, wow. but she was the pastor's wife for um, uh, for 25 years or maybe 30 years, wow. three pastors ago, um, and so. Uh, she she was this woman. I, I, I often mention her when I think of the culture of our church because a lot of people sort of struggle with that multi generational kind right. of strain. And uh, for us, we've got this ninety five year old now um, named Ruth, and she she knew exactly what she wanted the church to look like because she led it. You know, her and her husband led it that way. Did for they years. did they plant? Is she? No, okay. But they built the building that I'm in, and so previous to that, they planted, started developing, but they they moved it forward in a lot of ways, built built all the building and things. But 
you know, when you're a pastor, you're pretty sure you're running it exactly how church should be done. You know, right. you, uh, this is what should happen. And a lot of people have a hard time with transition after that. And for her to, you know, watch three different transitions happen uh, and still be a champion for, hey, if this is where we're going, this is where, like, it's just amazing. So Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, she's a big part of the church. We're multi-generational. We've got an older, older generation for sure. Um, three years ago, we started an internship uh, for young adults. And that that helped us sort of uh, bridge the the younger gap as well. We were kind of when my wife and I showed up, we started seeing uh, families with kids come just because mm-hmm. we're family with kids, and so yeah. we had this older, really strong generation. Young families started showing up. Then we started an internship, which really bolstered a sort of critical mass for um, young adults. And uh, really, it feels like we're we're really multi generational uh, that way now. So. Um, yeah, when we came, there was about, um, 200, 250, uh, people. And then, um, pretty quick, I think just excitement of a new pastor, younger, even though I'm bald, uh, young, <laughs> younger guy, <laughs> kind of, pastor. It adds, you know, the beard and, you know, the, the shaved head just adds a level of maturity. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, it just yeah. it helps the whole persona. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, so, so it lots of people get excited about us coming, I think. And uh, we grew fairly fast in the first bit. And then we've kept having growing seasons, which praise God, it's been fun. So we've been from about two to 250. Now we're about um, six to 650. Went from one service to three in our Courtney location. And in September, we got to plant uh, in a city about an hour away called Port Alberni and uh, have uh, 60 to 80 meeting, meeting there pre-COVID. And so now, now actually it's been a really amazing season for us that we get to kind of do church together right now. Like like we've never been able to before. I I mean, I have a a whole, like this question uh, in my head about younger couple coming in to pastor the church, to lead the church and the impact that that had on, uh, you know, bringing in more families, younger families. Yeah. Um, but let's, let me table that for now, just cause that's probably not the core of the discussion, but I'm fascinated by kind of that little comment you made there. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about going online. Like what has that been like two and a half months ago? We all went online. Um, were you doing that? And what is it, how has it evolved for you all the way to today? Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were, um, we were doing it. Um, but, but it was kind of one guy running, running with that, that department, you know? Um, so we had, we had, we had actually, praise God, we had just last year before COVID, we had done this live stream upgrade. Um, so we had, we had gotten the, a couple extra cameras and we had yeah. gotten a, a little soundboard that all of a sudden we were able to take worship and our preaching and everything uh, to a live, uh, a live stream kind of model. Yeah, um, but it's kind of just one guy in a booth trying to manage that, and and uh, he was doing great. Um, and so this is like camera on stage, kind of. No, no, we still we had we still had a number of of uh, angles that we were working with and okay. starting starting to learn some switching in that way. Because we have a we have another guy who runs with kind of our media and camera stuff. 
Um, but uh, what's happened now, when, when this all happened, is now it's, okay, we need a meeting with kind of our three guys, you know, our, mm -hmm. our live stream guy, our, our media and video guy, and then our, our, sound, our sound and lights guy. And now, right. now it's become, it's solidified a, a kind of a team element there. And not to mention, <clears throat> they've become super important um, as far as my team goes, you know, as far as me sitting down, I better catch those guys every week. It used to be, right. I better make sure I know who's, you know, in the lobby every week because talking with those people or manning that table or, or helping with next steps in that area. Yeah. Now it's like I better know my production guys and my tech guys because they are the, the doorkeepers of all the content and all that we do right wow. now. And, yeah. and if, we, if we forget to get it done, it's not getting done, you know, and, so before that, uh, I knew that when Sunday came, if we forgot to get something in the announcements or forgot to, oh, I, I'm good on stage. I can just talk and tell people about it. Um, right. They right. became my sort of vital piece. So we uh, pretty quick, that, that just meant that we started meeting a lot more together with those guys. And that was, uh, and that's been helpful. They're kind of, they're, they're, they've learned a lot in this process. I would imagine. And, uh, yeah, and I've been I've been thankful for all of their learning and their problem solving together, and uh, and some of the things that we've sort of added or tried to add on are just making sure that we've got a bit of a bit of our next steps portal kind of added into our uh, into our Sunday services um, uh, online. So uh, we don't have we don't have the table to catch anyone at the end of the service anymore. We don't have the lobby anymore. Um, I can't chase someone out the door anymore and say, wait, I, I saw you raise your hand. Like, you raise your hand. You got to respond. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, now it's all online. And so we're, so we're, we're, we're just trying to, trying to, I think the, the initial meant that we had to adjust our lights and our, our cameras and it had to, we had to change how we did worship and, and things of that nature. But as time's gone on, we've gotten uh, more and more, we, we've been trying to figure out more and more, okay, how do we do discipleship now uh, on online? How do we create next steps after after mm -hmm. a service? Yeah, and you were mentioning prior to chatting, so it sounds like you're you were going into the or you are going into the building to <clears throat> kind of produce the service. Yeah, and did you start doing it live and then switch over into yeah. the kind of pre-recorded format? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. You're right. That was a big shift as well. We we uh, we started with the the live model um, because we still could. Uh, you yeah. know, at the beginning, it was. Uh, I think I think it went down to two fifty, and then you can't have gatherings over fifty, and right. <clears throat> then eventually over ten. And we were like, oh well, our worship team's not over ten, and our production team they're up in the booth, so that's all right. And so right. we would we would just meet for a. A Sunday morning. Those were a fun few weeks, actually, because we'd show up and this the room's empty. We've moved all the chairs back, but we've got donuts and coffee and stuff like that. It's just sort of like this this inside little crew. Everyone who's there has a job, and, and right. we're, we're all doing this thing together. And so we'd finish a service to a, an essentially empty room, and then we'd say, and then they'd go, "Okay, cut," and they're like, "Yeah, that was awesome. We did it." You know, those were fun times. Yeah. Uh, but we're in a neighborhood and eventually people started getting pretty mad at us for being, for showing up at all to the, to the church. So we'd be walking they in. Would, okay. They would see you. People in the neighborhood would see you parking. Yeah. yeah. Why are there so many cars in the parking lot? Right. Like why is there, cause it got to a space where it was pretty, 
pretty uh, pretty judgy for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, wait a second, how many people are here, and do you care about the elderly or not? Or I thought you you know, I thought you're supposed to be the church. I saw, and so we it wasn't working to show up every week uh, with all of our cars, and all of our equipment, and and try to run with that. So um, that and a few other reasons meant that let's try pre-produced, and so we started producing our services. Yeah, and and do you produce them? Do you still go into the church to produce them? And yeah, sort of like a, the back now. Do they drive in the back <laughs> way? <laughs> Park down the road, come one at a time. Every six minutes, you can enter this door. Uh, yeah, we we do. We've tried a few different things for worship, though. Um, so we've taken it off site um, for some for some things, and just. Yeah treated this time as a time where we said, Hey, maybe, maybe God wants to stretch our creative muscles right now. You know, let's, let's try some different things. And so we've taken our worship team and our production team to like warehouses uh, mm -hmm. elsewhere. We've, we've gone to a, a diff, different, we, our, our other campus and our other city, we took a small team and did it there. And so, and we're recording like four sets uh, when wow. we do it. And so um, I just mentioned to our team, like, in 14 weeks, uh, we've recorded, I think, 14 weeks of worship, and it's taken four teams. And normally for us, 14 weeks of worship, how we structure things would be 42 teams. And oh, so wow. we're one-tenth uh, the amount of administration and logistics, and then therefore meeting um, and drawing attention to ourselves for uh, one-tenth. Right. But also, it's COVID's loosening up. Some things are loosening up on Vancouver Island. We were really tight in BC. And now uh, Vancouver Island, where we live right now, is COVID-free. Wow. Yeah, it's all, we're, we're, a, we're a cycle past it all. So there's no active cases right now. That's incredible. Yeah, so a little, less, a little less tense that way, but right. we, we've still got the regulations that our government set. How are you, how are you guys thinking about going back if, if, if that's kind of going down and cases are in <clears> zero? <throat> And things are, you know, lifting a little bit. I mean, there's all the, you know, not for the show, but hopefully for a, a show in the future. But, you know, there's the protests happening and people are gathering more outside and yeah. all this stuff's going on. So how's that affecting going back to church in physical meetings? Yeah. Um, well, probably you, you'd know and everyone would know <clears throat> that within your church, you'd have some people who are saying, what? We should have met through this whole thing. This whole thing's a scam. Yeah. And then there's some people in your church who are freaked out and like, I'm not leaving my house. I can't, I'm not going anywhere. And so yeah. as a pastor, you're trying to think of all of those people and what does it, what does it mean for us to care for everyone and be the pastor for all of these people? And, and uh, so, so <clears throat> as we're navigating that when, and praying and thinking, we're recognizing one of the things that's true of this season, just as true that it's been hard, challenging, difficult to understand it's also been this incredible opportunity i just preached this sunday actually um and and really well received and i actually said on there because our government's talking about this phased approach you know yep. you know phase this and then this is phase one this is phase two and uh well my language to the church was we're not we're not going to phase in the physical gatherings we're not going to phase in the church because the church hasn't been closed mm -hmm. uh the church is running at a hundred percent yeah. Always, you know, the church is never part part way there and we're not going to now be part way there. And so for us, we've kind of said, let's wait until we can, you know, fully open the doors. Um, 
if if we had to run within our government regulations right now, we could do meetings of fifty people. Okay. Um, but we couldn't we couldn't run kids ministry within that way. And fifty people, we're not that's that's not too far from what our volunteer team is on on a person. Yeah, right. You know. Exactly. And so for us to run 50 people, it's like, what, well, what's my new job? Like 12 or 13 services per Sunday. And I'm, I'm the Lysol wipe guy and I'm just making sure everything's clean and, and tidy and no one's getting hurt. And then what happens if someone does or, or now who are we sending away? And so uh, one of the unintentional things someone said to me uh, a while back, they said, Ev, one of the things I love about Northgate is every time we open our doors, we open our doors to everyone everyone come in that's been something we celebrated come on in taste and see you know if you're not there if you if you haven't been walking with jesus or maybe you're cynical or maybe you're doubtful whatever come on in let's 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 introduce you to them yeah and uh and so people when there's when someone said to me i love that every time northgate opens their doors they open their doors to everyone and for me that struck a chord as far as this reopening or this this phasing in or this this whole covid thing it felt like yeah god i want to open my doors when we can open them to everyone i don't yeah. want to have to pick through a list of you know 300 and go well you 50 can come you can sit right here and sit apart um because to me that feels like a waste of energy because it suggests that the only thing that the church ever had was a physical gathering and without it, I mean, I don't know about other pastors, but for me, I'm always saying to people, guys, we're the Christianity is not a building and, and faith is not a service and, and all of these things. And, and here we are, God is saying, okay, really, you know, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. give it a try. So yeah. we're, we're kind of saying there's gotta be something more uh, to the Christian faith and to church than just gathering in a physical building. And so let's not, Let's not fight and give 200% of our energy to gathering uh, and then therefore forgetting all of the other things that the church is supposed to be and all the other elements that, the, that, that we can offer still. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I mean, in that thread, <clears throat> you're, you know, you're not going back until you can kind of fully open up. Um, and I've heard that, you know, I've obviously I've heard in doing these interviews, um, I've heard that sentiment and I've, I've also interviewed pastors that opened up two weekends ago Yeah, uh, and they did it with, you know, all the precautions and it, you know, all the kind of things. So, um, I, I can understand both sides, Yeah, uh, but how are you kind of keeping that engagement level up? Um, how are you guys continuing to sort of operate as the church without the building? Um, cause you know, you're right, right. Church isn't the building. Um, church is the people church is God in us. Yeah be in our communities, you know, being a light, loving people. Um, so what does that look like? like? How are you mobilizing? How are you engaging in the community? How are the small groups still working? Like what's all that look like for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, first of all, I think anytime that there's big change like this, it's on the pastor to be, be leading with vision. And yeah. uh, so if, if the pastor's not communicating anything, people will just start, start to, fall away and, and lose interest or everyone goes, I don't know how long this is going to go, but I don't really like this because th those who are used to the physical gathering, including myself, 
we'd rather it, you know, like we, well, we we've asked the question on our, we team. all missed like the hugging and, yeah, yeah. The and the seeing the kid, like we all miss that, right? Yeah, for it sure. Never be replaced, of course. Yeah, that's right. And we've said on our, on our team, like, Hey, would we, at the end of the day, if we had a new campus start up in another city, would we be okay with it being all online? And we've mm -hmm. said, no, we want, we, we want to, the, our, our end goal is to get that gathering to be physical. Right. And yet we've also started calling one of our campuses online campus. So, so like, uh, I think, I think recognizing that people aren't, aren't happy, people who knew the physical gathering aren't happy with this fully. And yet uh, with, when we preach with a little bit of vision, all of a sudden they, oh, they can see purpose in this time. Mm. They can, they can recognize it. So for me, it, that's been a thing. There's been a sermon series on my mind for like last three or four months. And I keep, you know, I can't get to it because I'm, I have to preach on COVID every single week. And, yeah. and uh, so we did a series called set up and we talked about how, how um, Jesus uh, or, or how often God uses our setbacks uh, as setups. Um, and so, you know, you see that throughout scripture, uh, uh, all throughout scripture, Joseph, he's put in prison, which sets him up to meet with Pharaoh, you know, uh, we, uh, we, then we studied a new series, um, this week, we just started into another one. I thought we'd be done with COVID, but now we're not. Um, and this series we're called, it's called not phased. Um, and, and, uh, for that, we're, we're just saying like what I was just saying to you, no, we're not phasing into this here. God still got purpose for us. And so, mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's first and foremost that we are the vision carriers for the church. We're the yeah. ones entrusted by the Holy Spirit to share uh, what 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 He is doing in this season. He didn't bring about this season, I don't think, but He's still doing something in the season. And so, how can we, the church, be receptive to that and work with that? Um, and then, and then we've done things like so. Yeah, our small groups. Um, uh, we they're they're going pretty well actually. Um, we've we yeah. usually would shut down at this point. But we're actually going to go through the summer um, be, just to try to keep that connection stronger uh, than we yeah. normally need to. Is everyone uh, doing like Zoom virtual? Yeah. Is that how it's going? Okay. Yeah. So we've, we've moved everything to Zoom. Some groups are starting to say, can we just meet together in our backyard? And, and uh, so we're right now sort of writing up um, policy on, on how we can do that well and, and how that's okay. Um, because again, some groups would meet and someone, someone in that group will say, no, 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 we cannot do that. And we did, we did just for our small group, my wife and I lead a small group in our church and it's, it's been crazy. We've personally not done awesome at keeping the small group engaged during this season. Sure. Um, but recently, you know, we kind of split up. We had the girls come over one night and they did outside, you know, social distance, uh, but did a meal together. And then the guys came over. The next night we did a barbecue, social distance. So I feel like that kind of thing is starting to become like people are craving it, you know, yes, doing yeah. it in small groups, yeah, maybe at people's homes, outside in the backyard, right? Those kind of things yeah. seem to be what I'm I'm hearing people start to do more of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and so I think I think that's starting to happen for us. So we're able to promote that. This Sunday I'll be speaking on exactly that small groups but we've we've said as far as vision goes we've said uh you know maybe maybe now god will will release us into a into a greater season of small group and connection than we've yeah. than we've ever seen and so we've set a goal right now we have about 40 small groups within uh within our church and so we've set a goal that by january we'll have 100 nice. and uh and just kind of kind of want to want to say to people like let's 
let's believe for something in this season. Yeah. Last week I said I would have never shut down the Sunday physical gathering for us to focus on small groups. I would have been afraid of the backlash and the response that people would have given. Right. So here we are with an opportunity that we'll never have again. Uh, almost for sure we'll never have this again where our physical gatherings have been forced to shut down. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a moment as leaders to say, is there something that we wish we always could have focused on, but we were too busy running services that now it's time for us to focus on and, and build and create. And so for us, it's small groups. Um, we've also community engagements, a big piece of, of who we are. Yeah. And um, so, so that, that shown, that shows up in a lot of, we have a lot of seasonal kind of things that we, that we work on. And so one of those things is in September, we do backpacks for, kids going back to school and we load them with all of their uh the stuff that they need and make sure that they're going back well and so we've tr we've decided to bolster that up this year and and just try to be uh more available to to the city and so we've, we started calling around the elementary schools and 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 high schools and making sure that uh they're well supplied and supported and just just trying to be that support to the city yeah. um we also every every saturday oh yeah yeah all right i was just gonna say i love that um that concept, like serving the schools, serving kids in your yeah. community, loading up backpacks. Um, I heard another church uh, kind of in the San Diego area that does that pretty frequently. Uh, I just I just love that idea. So I yeah. wanted to pause for a second yeah. for folks that are listening, like backpacks, kids, serving the community. Um, and you can still do it in a social distance, <clears throat> safe uh, way. So yeah, that. yeah, now's the time, right, June? So yeah. now it's the time to call all the principals and what do you need and how can we do that for you? And right. that's been a really, a really fun thing for us. Um, yeah. Really life-giving thing for us. Uh, we also run um, every Saturday, we run a, we call it soup and sandwich. Uh, so it's, it's for people in needs to, to come and eat. And so we've been able to transition that to a socially distanced uh, option and, and continue to feed those in need. And so, smaller teams um we don't have a seating area and we actually have less people coming um one because our government's done a good job of supporting uh, in canada anyways of supporting people in need right now yeah and uh and two because part of the reason people come to things like that is to sit their coffee and chat chat with people and things and, and unfortunately that that's not the opportunity right now and so that's been interesting but we've kept that going and, and we're running with that um yeah. still <clears throat> Do I still have you, Frank? Oh yeah, there you go. Went right. black for a second. Uh, and then we we um and, and then we've also started something as a team. We started saying, "What's the greatest needs in our city?" We're seeing all these pastors all over put together food hampers and things like that. And uh, and as a pastor, you can quickly go like, "Let's just do that. That must be the thing, right?" Um, but as a staff, we said like, "Man, we've." Every week we've told people, if you know someone hurting, if you know someone struggling, contact us. We were raising money towards like COVID relief and all this. And we have very few people coming to us saying they needed groceries. Um, but a lot of people were sad and lonely. And, and so we started something called Thoughtful Thursday um, where we, we created a form where people could fill out uh, for someone else and say, this person could use, could use some help. And uh, they they would fill it out, and then and then we gave them options for different type of package that they might like. We put together that package, and then on Thursday they pick it up, right on a card that says Northgate loves you, sort of card, and then they go and deliver it. So we've been doing that three weeks, and have given out 50, 50 packages for like movie packages or or things like that. So just trying to be 
hope in this season um, to people around, I think. Uh, we pause for a second, but I love that idea. Like these care packages that, that the church can suggest a friend or someone in their neighborhood or, or anybody, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Church comes through and they get to deliver it. Like, I think that's really cool. I saw a lot of that right at the beginning of COVID uh, like just people, just individual people sort of doing the care package or doing something and putting it on people's doorsteps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really early um but i love that even it that died down for sure at least in what i've seen but yeah kind of doing that so i love these ideas of just simple ways to be a part of the community take care of people yeah provide hope really yeah cool. i think i think fun and life is a good thing so we've done for the mother's day for mother's day we also did a mother's day drive-through um and so uh we put together packages with a little succulent and some uh macrame uh, earrings. I think that's what it's called and, uh, a little chocolate. And, and so then we're, we're also able to support local and buy local things and then, and then, uh, let our moms drive through and moms were coming through. One mom wanted to come, uh, one grandma in our church wanted to come and give me a hug. She gets up. Is it okay if I give you a hug? And I'm like, hope no neighbors are watching, but yeah, get in here, grandma. Like, let's go. We got to go on the side of the building to get a hug. Okay. This is not allowed in the community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're doing that again for father's day coming up, <clears throat> just doing donuts and dad's root beers. And, and uh, yeah, just, just trying to have some, have some fun that way. And, and then and it's been, it's been fun. The community rallies. In fact, one lady did come to us Um She's a friend of someone who goes to the church and uh, came to us and said, I'm a mom of four boys. I'm a single mom. <clears throat> We've just had to move to this house, back into this one house, but it's run down and beat up. And 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 uh, um, we do need groceries, but we also need an oven. We don't have an oven. And so we just put it on, out on social media. We used to rely on Sundays to give out all of our announcements. Now more happens on our social media. We'll just throw it in our stories and say, hey, this is a need. This is what's happening. And uh, we said, someone needs an oven. Does anyone have an oven? So we got a, a message almost right away from a family that said, we think we have an oven. It's downstairs. we got to clean it up, make sure it works. Like, that's great. And then before they're even done there, someone else says, hey, there's an oven being delivered. It's brand new. It's from that store. And wow. uh, just give me the address. And uh, so we call back the other ones. We're like, hey, we kind of got a better oven, but uh, <laughs> you hold on to that oven and we'll see. We might need another oven. Who knows like, what happened? So, wow. Yeah. And really cool. Um, we can keep chatting forever, uh, but just to be sensitive of time, uh, we've been on for about a half an hour. But Evan, you guys are doing really cool stuff. Um, just appreciate your heart to, you know, I think in just in listening, like, you know, provide vision and provide hope to the community, right? During these times and, and yeah. be the church in small groups. Um, so appreciate everything you guys are up to and uh, just for coming on the show and joining yeah. us. Uh, where can folks go to, to check out Northgate and maybe check out what you guys are doing online and your services and all that? Uh, yeah, ngate.ca um, is probably uh, the best spot. Got a few social media pieces off of there that, that uh, you can get to uh, if you wanted to catch catch up with us. Ngate Church is our, our Instagram. We also have Ngate Church uh, PA, uh, so Port Alberni. Um, but yeah, you catch us at ngate.ca and, and see most of most of what's happening and, and find out the social media streams from there. And yeah, 
for sure. Love it. Love it. Um, well, again, thanks for joining us. And for everyone that's watching live, super appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, pop a question in the comments. Uh, we'll try to get Evan to come back and answer some uh, later on. But we will be giving away the, uh, the AirPods. Uh, so be watching for the newsletter. We always announce it in the email newsletter. And uh, we will catch you guys next Monday. Have a great week. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, everyone. See you, Evan. See you.